If you want life everlasting, then you need a new life from above, as we'll see next. Join us. The Ministry of Valley Bible Church in Hercules, this is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Welcome to the program. We've just begun a new series out of the book of John. We're in chapter 3, verses 1 through 15. I know it's not chapter 1, but we'll get there eventually, I promise. For now, join us in chapter 3, verses 1 through 15, as we take a look at the necessity of a new life from above. We long to live an eternal life above. It has to start with a new life from above. For the details, once again, our teacher and pastor, Phil Howard, with this edition of Truth For Today. Jesus says, Nicodemus, uh, you ask me about the kingdom of God. How can you get in it? Now, remember, this Jewish man under Rome, when he thinks the kingdom of God, he's thinking of the messianic reign of, of Messiah. He's thinking of a day when Israel is not ruled by the Gentiles. He's thinking of a day when the tribes of Israel are ruling over the promised land. Uh, he's thinking of a theocratic kingdom that's going to come when the real... He's thinking prophetically, what we talk eschatologically, the future. Uh, the king, I want to know how to be in that kingdom because part of the theology is all Jews, except those who apostatize, all Jews were promised to be in the kingdom of Messiah. That's what I want to talk to. He's going to enter into a theological discussion with Jesus, and that's a compliment. Hey, let's discuss theology and about our nation and about all Jews being in the Messianic kingdom. That's what he's talking about. Now watch what Jesus does. Uh, Jesus answered him, verse 3, Truly, truly, I say unto you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, the word again, is used, it's really born from above. It's the word anathen. Uh, the word again would be pollen. It, this word really means, you must be born from above, is what he's really saying. Now, Nicodemus takes it to be repeating a physical birth, but he just totally misses it. You must, if you want to see the kingdom of God, Nicodemus, you must get a life source that comes from the heavens. That's where it comes from. And Nicodemus said, man, I, I can't be born again in my mother's womb. I, I'm becoming probably an old man, probably in his 50s or 60s now. You, you're telling me to go back? You know, he's in the uh, gynecology obstetrics ward. He misses it totally. No, no, I'm not talking about that, Nicodemus. I say to you, unless you are born of water, and spirit ought to be a small s, not a capital. He cannot enter the kingdom of God. You mean it takes more than being Jewish? It, 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 you mean, you're saying you've got to be born of water, spirit? What in the world are you talking about? And you would be amazed at all the views that have been given this. Some say you've got to be water baptized. Can you imagine telling a Jewish man they practice baptism? They practice John's baptism. Hebrews 6 said the Jews baptized many, had many baptisms. So that wouldn't have been too new. Not like we do it, but, you know, that wouldn't have been a big shocker. Some say you've got to be born the first time. And they're talking about the amniotic fluid 
got to be born of a woman. You got to have a first birth, then you got to have the second. Well, why command what has already happened? He's already born. He doesn't have to command that. And so he's confused. So the issue is, what does it mean? The born from above is the same as being born of water and spirit. Turn with me to an Old Testament prophet named Ezekiel. Any of you ever read Ezekiel? How many read Ezekiel? Good. Ezekiel 36. Talking about the restoration of Israel. 36, 22. Therefore say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, it is not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I'm about to act, but for the sake of my holy name. I'm going to bless you because I'm kind, not because you deserve it. That's what he's saying. And I will vindicate the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, and which you have profaned among them. And the nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the Lord God, when through you I vindicate my holiness before their eyes. I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean from all your uncleanness. Do you think this was water from a pump? No, he's just using the figure of water to say, I'm going to bathe you. You've gotten defiled in all the um, pagan worship that you bought into. I'm going to give you a bath, as it were. I'm going to wash you. I'm going to cleanse you. I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean from all your uncleannesses. And from all your idols, I will cleanse you. And watch this. And I will give you a new heart and a new and notice that's a small s. I will put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my Holy Spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. Now, Jesus says, are you a teacher of Israel and you don't understand this? You should have known what the Old Testament said. Look at Titus. How he likens. Titus, New Testament, right side of your Bible. Keep, keep turning. I know you got it for Christmas, but you haven't used it yet. Come on. Titus, chapter 3. I got a new Bible here, so it's a little slow. Titus 3, 4, but you've got it memorized, haven't you? Go. Oh, okay. I uh, didn't hear anything. Um, but when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, Titus 3, 4, he saved us. Notice that word. I, I love to lean on it. He saved Is that past tense? Can you say, I am saved? Yeah. I don't need any rights. I don't need penance. I'm saved right now. But if I keep living, God says, there's a whole lot more changing I'm going to give to you. I've already got a place reserved for you, but I'm going to chisel on you a lot more before you see me. But you could say, I am saved. I just like to say it for folks who think it's in process and you can never know. He saved us not because of works done by us. 
in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, what? By the, thank you, Kevin. I only preach to one person. No one else hears it. <laughs> by the washing, and if you're from Oklahoma, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs to the hope of eternal life. Becoming a born-again believer is taking the bath where the grace of God washes all the defilement, all the dirt in your mind, in your morals, in your behavior, in your thoughts, in your speech. God scrubs his people clean when he saves them. Your sins roll away, and he puts something in you, a new spirit, uh, a new heart, a, a new... He doesn't just go to the cross for you. He did something in you when he saves you. And the reason that so many folks, you wonder if they are saved or not, you're looking for evidence that he did the same work in them that he did in you. Because when you're in the family... You all feel the same about the Father. You all feel the same. You know, look, just look at me. I'm not going to waste a minute trying to get you to worship. No, no, no. Just get out of my way while I worship. I came to worship. The reason you don't worship, you don't know him. That's why I tell Deborah and them, I said, don't worry about all the dead faces. They are dead. They need Christ. When you get Christ, he gushes abroad the love of God in you. Come on, I've grown up with all kinds of Christians. I went to a free will Baptist school, got saved with a bunch of Pentecostals, went to a regular Baptist school. Many of them were irregular. But, you know, I, I, I've been to different schools. I went to Dallas. I went, hey, I found out Christians of every stripe act the same who know him. The stripe doesn't make them my brother or sister. It's Christ. It's have you, have you been born again? I remember when I first told my daddy, I, I thought God was calling me to preach. I was 15, and, and uh, you know, he, he had a piercing black eyes about him. He and my mother, my grandmother, had those piercing eyes. And he, he took my hand, and uh, he just held it, and he looked at me. He said, now, now listen to me, son. He said, you're going to meet a lot of folks. Come here, David. I've got to do this right. Come here, stand right here. He, and he's talking to this little 15-year-old kid that he thinks may be delusioned, that he thinks he's going to be a preacher. He said, let me tell you, son, and he's looking like this, you're going to meet a lot of people, and a lot of them won't know him. They say they do. But every once in a while, he'd do this. You're going to meet someone in the mystic he was, you sense the spirit of Jesus in them, and you found kin folks. You don't know what kin folks is, do you? You're Californians. You'll meet, you'll meet kin folks. He said, you'll meet a brother, a sister. You're going to spend eternity. He said, keep, and he tell me, go looking for that spirit. I felt funny the first time I went up and down the guy's arm trying to find it. <laughs> but he said, because right. he, he said, it'll hit you. You'll know you met a brother. Get down. Thank you, David. Give David applause. Born-again people love born-again people. They know him. I don't ask your stripe. I said, have you met him? Met who? 
right there to give you a clue. <laughs> said, I've been looking for him, but I haven't found him yet. Is he brown-eyed? Does he have a job? The necessity is you must be born of this water and spirit. I take it to be you must have a birth that comes from above, and it's the kind of birth that God scrubs you like Ezekiel said he would, like Jeremiah said he would, and he'd put a new heart in you. Israel, you've always strayed, but this time I'm going to do something in you that's going to keep you from straying from me. I'm going to give you a new spirit, a new heart, and from the inside, you'll want to serve me. The law hasn't been able to reign in your passions. The law, you only have broken. You sold out the law for pagan religion. You bought into the Gentiles, and they don't know God. They're pagan. They're going to hell in the name of religion, and they're burning up their children, and they're sacrificing their daughters on altars, and they don't even know me. And you knew me and sold me out. And Jesus said, Nicodemus, I'm back. God's coming back again, and I'm talking to you. You know all the law, but you don't know. You've never been born from above. You've never had this divine cleansing. You've never had your inner man change. And you know what? I ask you, have you had this birth? Notice what he says. Verse 11. Truly I say to you, we speak. Oh, I, oh I'm getting ahead. Don't let me ever do that again. Verse 7 and 8. Don't marvel that I told you to be born again. Now, this is, this is interesting. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, and you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. That's a hard verse to get a handle on. But don't be shocked that you can't explain it, Nicodemus. You can't explain the wind. You can't explain the wind. You don't know when it's going to blow. I remember being in Beirut uh, at an Arab pastor's conference at a Southern Baptist seminary. And I was there, and it was burning hot. And we were in a dorm that had no air conditioning. And uh, it, it, if you go into some of those countries, you stood in water when you took a shower because the drainage system didn't empty. So as you were there for three days, the water just kept, you just stand it, but it's the only place you can take a shower. And uh, burning up, and Carolyn and I used to sit in the evening, uh, it was like grape vineyards were growing, and you could look out on the Mediterranean, way up. We were just miles from Hamas, and we went through one of their camps, because we went over to Baalbek. And uh, when we were there, all we longed for was the wind to blow. It was so hot. No air conditioning. That wind looks good. He said the new birth is something you must have, but it's unpredictable when it's going to happen and who it's going to happen to. You don't know. You don't know. <laughs> we often talk about Deborah uh, Anderson. She came with Dennis a man who lost his wife and had several daughters. And she was a friend of the family. And he was in grief. She comes. I'm trying to reach Dennis. She's a guest. She just happens to come to our membership. 
But my contact was with Dennis, and Dennis was a precious man. And eventually, as we came to some, the Bible is absolutely the Word of God, and Jesus is Messiah. He couldn't buy that, but he's still a precious man. He's kind. Guess, guess where the wind blew? It blew in this little Jewish girl's heart that came with the other guy. And she's just being there to be a friend and see the daughters are watched over for. The wind blew through her heart. She's born again. What about some of you? Did any of you grow up in youth groups and church and you were only one of three that got saved and the rest all left church? And you can't understand, why didn't they all? What? We all heard the same preaching. Tim Lottie just raises his hand. They all grew up under Ted Montoya, who was a real evangelist, and went after him, gave his all. Uh, Dave Hurtado was saved. Why not all of them? Why not all of them? What about your family? Praying with a family that their daughter and my daughters grew up in this church together. That daughter away from the Lord. The granddaughter in pain. Going through this with my granddaughter that's come back. I would have done the membership class yesterday just for two people. Kirby Hughes and Erica Howard. Two kids. That Kirby went to Iraq and came back. Uh, shell shocked, scared guy that the only thing that looked good was booze to try to get over the fact he saw his best buddy decapitated by a bullet. You know, just come back and assume ordinary life. No, 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 no. I'll never forget that image. But he was in the membership class yesterday. And he used to be in Ted's youth group. My granddaughter, 23, she, the other day, she wanted me to show her the books of the Bible. I said, wait, 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 Erica. You've grown up in this church, are you? I'm a newborn baby. I don't know anything. I've sat through the services. I've been in the choir, but I've not been. She said, would it be okay if I got baptized again? I was just eight when I was baptized. I, I believe I was saved, but I've gone so far away and I've come back. I want to go public again. Well, it's the wind. It's the wind. And it's scary. None of your children will be saved. None of my grandchildren. No one in this church hearing me today. You can go out religious and you will have satisfied maybe a religious itch by coming to church Sunday morning. We're glad to have you. Bring all your friends. We'll give you donuts, coffee, and love you and hope God does the work. I'm not preaching against you. I'm just saying I want the wind to blow through your heart because I don't want to help you go to hell in the name of religion. It's a relationship that comes from above. And he goes on to say, and I don't believe I'll get to 15. It's too good to rush over. He tells, if I told you earthly things and you don't believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? And guess what the earthly thing is? How to, how to be born again right now. And he's going to go ahead and tell him, believe and you'll receive eternal life. Here Nicodemus was all caught up, caught up with the afterlife, the kingdom. How do you get in the kingdom? How do you get in the kingdom? Jesus says, boy, that's heavenly stuff to you, isn't it? It's prophetic. 
It's eschatology. It's the future of Israel, the coming of Messiah in his glory, right? But let me tell you something. You don't understand. I just told you, you got to be born from above. You don't have to wait for this, Nicodemus. You get this right now when you're on this earth. Someday you'll get to go to heaven. Someday you'll get in the kingdom. But right now, I'm telling you something that pertains to now and here on this terra firma. Have you been born from above? And he's going to go ahead and tell him, how can I ever know? All you've got to do, do you want to believe in me? Do you want to trust that as God raised up a serpent on a bronze pole to cure Israel of their sin and their murmuring, and Moses said, all you got to do is look to this bronze pole, and if you'll look to it, I'm going to heal you of what sin has brought on you. You're dying from poison of asp, but if you look, I'll save you. I'll save you. And he's using this of himself. I came to be lifted up, Nicodemus, so that you could have eternal life, which is the same as being born and becoming the child of God. It was a stormy winter night in London, and the son of a preacher with a wonderful mind is still lost, still lost. And the young lad was about 14, if I remember. He stumbled into a Methodist prayer meeting, but because of the snow and the bad weather, there was only eight to 10 people at the meeting, and the regular pastor wasn't able to make the meeting, so a layman uh, was in charge. He just stepped in an emergency to give a devotion. And he got up and he began to uh, speak on Isaiah's prophecies. Look unto me, all ye ends of the earth, and be saved. And since there's only 10 people, and the young lad was new there, the old Methodist coal miner, lay speaker, said, young man, hear me. It doesn't cost you anything to look. It doesn't take any great effort to look. Son, tonight, would you look to the Lamb of God and he'll save you? And the little boy, Charles, became the greatest preacher of the English-speaking world because that night he looked. He saw the bronze serpent on the pole, but instead of it being the serpent that put poison in the race, it was the Lamb of God that says, I'm the only cure for the poison of the serpent. Look to me. Look to me. I'll save you. And he goes on by narrative and by completion. We don't have time. He said, let me tell you something greater, Nicodemus. God so loved those who hated him that he sent me to die. And Nicodemus, you don't understand this. This is what the Messiah wants to do first. He first wants to be lifted up on a cross and become a curse for you. Then we'll get to the kingdom. No kingdom without the cross. Look, are you here without Christ, but you're religious? You're born a Catholic, a Baptist, a Presbyterian, or whatever. And you might have went through catechism and a lot of good instruction, but it never did take deeply because you just didn't know him. I want to pray that the Spirit might blow through your heart. Life forever in Jesus Christ. 
That's the title of our series here in the book of John. And we trust our time together today has encouraged you in Christ as we work our way through this wonderful gospel. It is our hope and prayer that chapter 20 and verse 31 will come to bear on your own heart and mind, that you understand why John wrote what he wrote for the purpose of believing and having life eternal in Christ. To review a copy of today's program or to obtain the entire series, we would ask you to get in touch with us here at Truth For Today, and there are a couple of ways to do so. You can call us at 855-833-9864, or you can stop by our website, valleybible.org, and take advantage of the resource materials that we have posted there as well. You're also welcome to write to us at 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California, the zip code 94547. And as always, your gifts make a great difference here at the ministry. No matter how large or how small, your financial contributions to this ministry allow us to continue presenting the gospel here on KFAX. As a TFT sustainer, we would also like to pass along your way a quarterly newsletter along with our once-a-year special gift and access to Take a Break with Pastor Phil, the weekly video devotional that we have. Again, these are all just simple ways of saying thank you for supporting us financially, realizing that this broadcast is presented daily here on KFAX through your financial involvement as well as your prayerful support. One other note as we close out our time together today, we would like to invite you to join us for worship here at Valley Bible Church in Hercules. You can find out all of the details and directions at our website, valleybible.org. That's valleybible.org. We thank you for spending time with us today. As always, it is a pleasure to share God's Word with you. And we look forward to the next time when we can do it again here on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Phil Howard.